Welcome to Based Liberty. I'm your host, Darren Wisely. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not afraid of the consequences for the things I say. I'm simply here to speak the truth as I see it from where I'm standing and let the chips fall where they may. Welcome to Based Liberty, fellow thought criminal. Welcome to Base. Darren Wisely here, and I am thrilled to be with you today. It's nice to have some beautiful weather out here. I'm sticking to brand. I got my Hawaiian shirt on for those of you watching on YouTube. Well, I guess no one's doing that for a minute here. Uh, I got my second strike, so I can't upload videos there for two weeks, I believe. Of course, they don't give me any real explanation other than that I didn't agree with their science. You can't question the science. <laughs> Talk about the most unscientific thing ever. Oh, it's science, but you can't question it. Okay. But that kind of just picks up where last show left off about the media, just how they lie and lie and lie. Of course, big tech, social media, all these people are on the same page, pushing this same narrative that can't be questioned that they just continuously are untruthful about. And as I always say, well, if they're so right, then why can't you question it? If their arguments are correct, if they make sense, why can't they win on the merits? See, they can't allow opposing views because they will get blown up. The amount of inconsistencies, lies, things that just do not make any sense would get torn apart. So they have to stifle guys like me who are just trying to get the truth out there. They see that as a threat. But that's why I appreciate folks like you supporting the show because they already make it so difficult to cut through the BS propaganda out there. And of course, then they take my stuff down, making it even harder. So if you want to help get the truth out there... You can join my supporting listeners, be a part of the Thought Criminal community, starting at just $2 a month, and every dollar will go to help fighting back against the insane clown world, tyranny, fake news, narrative that's being pushed. Ultimately, getting the truth out there and changing minds is our only chance to turn things around before it's too late. So... If you want to support, it's greatly appreciated. You can do so at my website, basedliberty.com, name of the show. And you can find all my social media links there as well. So on the topic of media lies, and I hope you enjoyed last episode where I talked about this just repeated pattern of lies they have. But every time when they tell a new lie, they say, well, this time... They're being honest. They're being honest. They wouldn't lie about this one, but <laughs> that's what they always say. It's just laughably absurd, as I showed you in that last episode. So if you didn't listen, check that one out. And I know it was kind of a rant. Some of you guys like that. Some of you want something a little more structured, like today's will be, but something a little different. And like I said, I'm always open to show requests. Uh, if you like guests, I can try to get more of those on. I'd be open to doing a live stream. I did one of those a while back. So uh, whatever you want, I want to give you content that you're interested in. Obviously, I'm not going to water down the message for some Karen or some crybaby, but uh, I'll do the type of content that you guys are interested in for sure, because ultimately the show is for you guys to get good information out there. 
But case in point of media lying, I just happened to stumble across this article <laughs> and I have not read it yet, but I just looked at the title and I knew it would make for a good show. So let's just get right into it. I was on just like MSN, whatever that homepage is when you open your browser and I saw this. This article was published May 22nd. It's from The Hill by Mike Lillis and Scott Wong. It's called Republicans Try But Can't Escape January 6th. <laughs> so I just I just knew this this would make for some entertainment. So the subtitle is Republicans would really like to move beyond January 6th, but it's not going very well. Oh, and one thing I want to say, I guess, before I get into this is if you remember a couple of weeks back when I had Legal Man on, we very briefly talked about Trump and his kind of mealy mouth response to COVID. And there was someone who obviously didn't know me who commented on that episode and said, does the host, as in me, really think that Biden got all these votes and won legitimately? Of course not. And, and anyone who knows me knows that. I believe my first episode of this year was talking about the election. Then I did another one actually on this quote insurrection topic, but we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, obviously, I don't think that Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, the dementia patient, got the most votes ever in American history. I mean, that whole... It's laughably absurd to think that. And I don't think even someone who may have voted for him, a Democrat or whatever, could look you in the face and say they truly believe that. I mean, the only people who can say that Biden got the most votes in history are complete sociopaths, like people in the media and politicians. I mean, those are the only people who could actually say that with a straight face. Um... Obviously, there was high levels of election fraud, especially in my state in Michigan. I can't speak as well to the others, but here uh, it was blatantly corrupt. And that's why I've called out Republicans who want to sit here and pretend like nothing happened. Of course, those are the type of neocons who basically are the same thing as Joe Biden. So it kind of makes sense why they're looking to move on, why they've looked to move on from Trump. Now, my only point in that episode was that if Trump had taken a hard stand from the very beginning against the COVID regime, that I think the support would have, for him would have been so overwhelming, it would have been much harder to rig this whole election. So, and again, we don't know how many votes were compromised. Like I said, in states like Michigan, it was huge. In others, we don't know, but that's we never will know because there was no investigation. So that that's kind of the whole point there. So just just to clarify that as I get into this, so you know kind of where I'm coming from. But yeah, Republicans try, but can't escape January 6th. So here we go. Four months into the Biden administration, as GOP leaders are racing to shift the focus away from the violent attack... <laughs> By a pro-Trump mob at the Capitol, they're being forced to confront the rampage at every turn. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Um, gosh, I couldn't hold back laughing there. The violent attack. Okay, and again, I did an episode on this a while back. I think it's in the 40s, but look, you had a big group of people outside the Capitol 
and a few people went in and yeah some things got broken and you know that that's not cool but for the most part, most of the people in that building were going through the ropes, taking selfies. I mean, it was very tourist-oriented. And that's why I cannot take seriously this whole insurrection narrative that they push. Because if that's an insurrection, I mean, it's the worst insurrection ever. I mean, no one's bringing in weapons. I mean, what kind of an insurrection would you not bring weapons? Would you line up, go through the ropes, and take selfies of yourself? I mean, it's just so ludicrous. But this is exactly what I mean when I say the media just lies and lies and lies and manipulates. And somehow people believe it, which is the even wilder part. But, of course it's not an insurrection. And, and even if it were... An insurrection. What's going to happen? Oh, is it like capture the flag? Hey, we're in the building now. Uh, the whole government has to listen to Trump. Like the whole military, everything is just going to get in line. I mean, it just doesn't work like that. It, It's just so ridiculous on its face. And that's why this, it just makes me laugh. But it also exposes the blatant lies of the media. So I will continue and I will try not to laugh so much. Democrats are charging ahead with plans for deep-dive investigations into the assault. Rep. Liz Cheney, Republican Wyoming, joined by like-minded Republicans critical of Donald Trump, is taking every opportunity to condemn the former president for his role in the attack. And I did an episode about that, so I'm not going to get too much into bloodthirsty neocon Liz Cheney. Some conservative lawmakers have taken to rejecting the idea that the riot was a riot at all, a denialism that's only thrust the episode back into the headlines. And Trump has continued to press his case that the election was stolen by corrupt officials, the same falsehood that inspired the mob to storm the Capitol on January 6th. Oh, they're storming the Capitol. I mean, oh, that just sounds so intimidating. You know, I, I picture like Star Wars, you know, these stormtroopers coming in with their blasters. Okay. The combination of factors has made it all but impossible for GOP leaders to turn the public gaze away from the extraordinary attack and toward their criticisms of Biden and his policy agenda. Those difficulties were on full display at a news conference this week when Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy sought to shine a spotlight on Biden's Cuba policy and the dangers of socialism. Instead, McCarthy faced a barrage of questions from reporters about January 6th and the 9-11-style investigative commission he'd voted against just a day earlier. An investigative commission. Okay, is that really what we need tax dollars going to? Would he testify before the commission about his phone call with Trump as the January 6th attack was underway? Sure, next question, McCarthy replied. Were you surprised that 35 Republicans voted with the Democrats to create the January 6th commission? No, not at all. I thought it would be higher, McCarthy said. Is it a conflict of interest for lawmakers to be voting on creating a commission that might ultimately call them to testify? No, because who knows what they're going to do on the commission, McCarthy answered. You're obviously sure no GOP lawmakers were in communication with the rioters who stormed the Capitol on January 6th. I don't believe they are, but thank you for the question, McCarthy said, as fellow lawmakers could be seen behind him leaving the press conference. Complicating McCarthy's efforts to turn the page, there are dozens of Republicans in his conference 
who say the January 6th assault on the Capitol needs further exploration. That 35 Republicans bucked both McCarthy and Trump to support the outside commission surprised lawmakers in both parties, who are expecting only between 15 and 25 defections. Oh, they're defections. <laughs> I have limited confidence that a traditional partisan committee process will lead us very close to the truth about January 6th. Rep. Dusty Johnson, who was among those 35 defectors, I love this term, defectors, told The Hill, there are some serious answers. We need to get to the bottom of an, and an independent commission is the right way to do it. Others, such as conservative GOP Representative Ken Buck of Colorado, said their constituents back home are still pressing for answers about whether Trump's rhetoric or actions inside of the Capitol riot. Why some Black Lives Matters demonstrators turned violent last year and Trump's false assertion the 2020 election was stolen. I think the public on both sides want more information about January 6th. I think they want more information about political violence that occurred in the summer of 2020. I think they want more information about the election. It's going to be very difficult to pivot and not talk about these things, Buck told The Hill outside the Capitol. Well, here's the thing. I want more information, too, about about the whole uh, insurrection thing. I, I would like more about the riots last summer. I mean, my information's not the type they want, but it's also why did no one stop this big mob outside the Capitol that was apparently so scary and intimidating? That's the information I'd want. Um, but the thing is, these aren't the people who are going to give me true information, whether it's about the Capitol thing, whether it's about the riots. These people are liars. So whatever information, I don't want it from these people because they're completely compromised and not trustworthy. And this article, it gives you a perfect example of exactly what I'm saying. It continues, GOP leaders seem to have other ideas. They opposed the bill creating the January 6th commission, though it was negotiated by Republican Representative John Katko of New York, and their decision to remove Cheney, the most powerful Republican woman in Congress, was based primarily on Cheney's refusal to remain silent about what she considers Trump's complicity in the Capitol attack. Her replacement, Elise Stefanik, is a centrist-turned-Trump loyalist who is promising a different focus, one that keeps Trump in the fold and indulges his false election claims. Cheney is looking backwards. Republicans are looking forward, Stefanik told Fox News at the start of the week. We are unified and we are talking about conservative principles. President Trump is an important voice in the Republican Party. Yet Cheney, the daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney, oh, I couldn't put that together, thanks, has not fallen quietly. Instead, she's sounding existential warnings that Republicans' fealty to Trump will be the party's downfall. And to the chagrin of GOP leaders, she's taking that message into the 2022 midterms. Remaining silent and ignoring the lie emboldens the liar. I will not participate in that, Cheney said from the House floor on the eve of her ouster. So did she ignore lies and embolden the liar in all these wars she's pushing? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I will not sit back and watch in silence while others lead our party down a path that abandons the rule of law and joins the former president's crusade to undermine our democracy. I'm not even going to get into how I feel about the phrase our democracy, but if you listen to my show, you should know. Some Trump loyalists has, have unwittingly kept the January 6th attack in the news with recent comments downplaying its severity. Senator Ron Johnson this week called the violent assault on the Capitol a largely peaceful protest. 
while Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene said the protesters who've been arrested are being abused in custody. Wouldn't surprise me. They're hardly alone. During a hearing last week, Andrew Clyde, representative from Georgia, characterized the attack as acts of vandalism, rejected its portrayal as an insurrection, and compared the rioters' conduct conduct to that of a normal tourist visit, which is exactly what I said. This continues. It was later revealed the first-term lawmaker had helped to barricade the House chamber on January 6th as the mob sought to topple the door to the floors. Capitol Police officers have told the Hill they have pulled numerous firearms off rioters who had breached the complex. Well, that's news to me. And again, uh, if they're trying to have an insurrection, why would they have their arms holstered? <laughs> In the same hearing, Joe, Rep. Jody Heiss of Georgia, another Trump loyalist, suggested the rioters were the victims on January 6th, not the assailants. And Rep. Ralph Norman, Republican South Carolina, questioned whether the mob consisted of Trump followers at all. I don't know who did a poll that it's Trump supporters, he said. The revisionist claims have helped to keep the story in the spotlight, as exasperated the lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have accused those voices of flagrant denialism. To all my GOP friends, when are you going to say enough is enough? Rep. Adam Kinzinger, a sharp Trump critic, tweeted this week. Yet the single source most responsible for driving the debate has been Trump himself. Though he's banned from Twitter and Facebook, the former president... Think about that. The former president is banned from Twitter and Facebook. Okay, keep going. The former president has issued a long and growing string of statements in recent weeks, amplifying his false claims that the election was stolen, attacking the Republican voices, pushing back against those falsehoods, and warning Republican leaders to oppose any move to create an outside commission to investigate the violence carried out by the mob of his supporters. Republicans must get tougher and much smarter and stop being used by the radical left, Trump said this week in a statement opposing the January 6th commission. Hopefully, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy are listening. <laughs> Democrats, meanwhile, are only happy to amplify the GOP divisions as they seek to investigate the causes of the January 6th attack and keep it in the public eye. Speaker Nancy Pelosi has said such an investigation will take place even if the bill creating the outside commission dies in the Senate, in which case she'll likely form a special congressional panel to pursue the probe. And other prominent Democrats are also charging ahead, saying Republican efforts to turn the page belie the historic nature of the attack. The historic nature of the attack. Okay, two paragraphs. I can make it through. This was a national trauma. Do we turn the page on 9-11? Do we turn the page on the Civil War? Or do we learn from a traumatic event like this? Said Rep. Jamie Raskin, Democrat of Maryland, who led the prosecution in Trump's impeachment trial. The idea of sweeping it all under the rug is morally abominable and politically unsustainable. It just doesn't work, he said. That's not how history proceeds. Yeah, I'm sure your testosterone is through the roof, buddy. I... <laughs> okay. Ooh, this whole article is just hilarious. I mean, you would think this is from The Onion. So there, this Jamie Raskin is comparing it to 9-11 and the, quote, Civil War. Um, what? I mean, you have terrorists flying planes into buildings 
and you have the most bloody armed conflict in American history, and you're comparing that to people going into a building? I mean, there were a couple people killed, but to my knowledge, they were killed by law enforcement. Now, again, that doesn't downplay their death or anything. Um, that's sad. But, I mean, this, this comparison is just, it's so ridiculous. And that's what I'm saying, where the media, they push these lies. And I just don't know how anyone who's honest, whatever you think about Trump, whoever you voted for or didn't vote, whatever you think. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, it's clearly political because... Pelosi and her folks can get up there and act like they're heroes and, you know, the media can sit there and praise them. But the sad thing it really does show is how just deified American politics is, you know, this this congressional building, this sacred temple that people, I thought it's a we the people, so why can't we the people go in it, you know? I mean, I'm not saying people should break stuff. But, again, that was a very, very small minority. Um, you know, and there's a lot of questions who was behind it. Some people say it was infiltrated with these either, you know, uh, informants or Antifa type of, you know, actors. I don't know. Um, that could be. But, you know, my thing is, look, if government's this out of control, locking us in our homes, doing all these things, people have the right to... Uh, redress their government, to have their grievances be spoken. That's what these people were doing out there. It was about the election uh, as opposed to other things, but they have the right to be there and do that. So um, were most people violent? No, 99% of them weren't. Were the people who caused some problems Trump people? Maybe some were, maybe some weren't. But... <laughs> At the end of the day, if people can't hold government accountable, that's the thing they don't want. That's, obviously they want to paint all Trump supporters as these, you know, violent uh, type of people. And they want to demonize everyone to the right of Hillary Clinton. But what it really comes down to is they see government as untouchable. And that's exactly what they want. And just smashing with these false narratives, well, that's going to silence any dissent. So it plays uh, right into their trap. I mean, instead of re Republicans try but can't escape January 6th, it should be the media can try but can't escape their own BS because they're just so used to lying. They, they don't even have a sense of what even sounds true <laughs> at this point. So... Um, the only nice thing is when they lie so blatantly, it really, it really exposes them. Whereas some things, when they're closer to the truth, it's much harder to kind of sift through it. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're just going to keep beating this war drum about January 6th, this insurrection. I mean, again, it's just so hard not to laugh when people are talking about it, but what they want to do, this is this is what it comes down to. Everyone who is not on the left, they're labeling as a domestic terrorist. We already know about these no-fly lists kind of things. And maybe in the future I can do an episode on some of that stuff. But it, it, you're guilty until proven innocent if you're on the right of center. I mean, they've already talked about, um, 
you know, Trump supporters, militia people, libertarians, uh, everyone that would maybe question the current regime is they're coming after you. And I'm not saying they're going to show up at everyone's door, but they don't like people who will question government, will question the narrative and potentially fight back. And everyone to the right of center, those are the people who at least potentially will not take this crap anymore. So that's something to just keep an eye on. And of course, don't trust the media. I mean, if you listen to this, you already are smart enough to get that. But they, I mean, due process is gone. And if you are someone that's a problem to them, they're going to do what they got to do. So that's why we got to stick together, look out for each other, support each other. And, uh, you know, that's why I like talking to you guys because you get it. I mean, when I hear someone tell me about this insurrection and they're serious, I mean, I just, I laugh them out of the room. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, it's like when they show up with their Fauci rosary. It's like, you know, I, I don't know if you're messing with me. You're trying to make me laugh. Like, it's kind of funny, but okay. You guys get the point. Um, more media lies and they're just banging this war drum of the domestic terrorists every every republican is a domestic terrorist so have fun with that and uh we'll talk to you what is democracy what is democracy got something to do with young men killing each other when it comes to my turn will you want me to go for democracy any man would give his only begotten son